This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. As if checking in for a flight wasn't lengthy and annoying enough, we can now expect longer delays at airports due to new security measures for U.S.-bound flights that came into effect today. Both Air Canada and WestJet are advising passengers to arrive at airports at least two hours prior to scheduled departures to allow for additional screening. Air Canada says that the measures introduced by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security beginning today focus on enhanced screening of personal electronic devices like tablets and laptops. Anything larger than a smartphone will have to be fully charged and easily accessible with all cases and covers removed. So that is going to take longer. Will that make you think twice about flying south of the border? Or do you just think it's a small price to pay for better security? Uh, we know that terrorism is a huge threat. We'd like to hear from you. The number is to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Again, the, the question is, are these new enhanced security measures a good thing or a bad thing? Let us go to passenger rights advocates, Dr. Gabor Lukash and travel expert Lauren Christie. Hello. Good morning. Okay. I uh, hope these lines work well. Uh, Dr. Lukash, uh, what is your take on these new screening measures? First, I would advise passengers to follow the advice to be at the airport on time. In such situations, you don't want to give there any possible excuse for not allowing you to fly. Be there early as possible and just go along with this. Um, in terms of how necessary those measures are, I'm always somewhat skeptic in the sense that uh, in, uh, often those measures strike one as more of a, of a show, pretending that things are going to be safe and not providing as much safety as it would be necessary. I'm very supportive of safety measures, and obviously I want to be safe when I fly. I lived in Israel for nine years where we are quite well aware of what proper screening looks like and how serious it can be and should be, but uh, often the safety measures in North America looks, look and strike me as just an attempt to present an effort to the public to create a false sense of security and not really providing security. Okay, be- before we uh, move on to Lauren Christie, it says at least two hours. I mean, don't you already have to leave at least two hours if you're flying to the States, either of you? Uh, well, under the rules, uh, most airlines require you to check in at most at least one hour before the flight and have your baggage checked in. Uh, certainly, the recommendations have been two hours already, but now with this situation in place, being there actually two hours before the flight and not just an hour and a half or an hour fifteen minutes will be well advised and 
this is one of the rare times when I am fully agreeing with the airlines. Okay, uh, let's go to Lauren Christie. What do you make of these new measures? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think now you've got to adhere to the two hours. The other thing that's important to note, they actually have said that if it's prior to 10 a.m. to make it three hours, because there is heavy traffic at Toronto Pearson anyway uh, in those early, early morning flights to the United States. So it's actually three hours if it's before 10 a.m. Um, and then just in terms of the security measures, again, you know, it's hard to argue. Um, you know, you may not like it, but uh, it's hard to argue with something. It's, it's certainly not singled out to just those Canadian travelers. There's 105 countries around the world that are, uh, are being affected. So, um, again, it's just one of those unpleasant parts of the airport experience and the airline experience. But I think these days that's just part and parcel. The, uh, the glamour days of travel are long gone. Well, we certainly know that. Uh, Lauren, do you think that this will have an impact in uh, tourism? Uh, you know, uh, I can think of, you know, I, I would consider uh, changing a little weekend getaway to the States, do a little weekend getaway here at home because of that. Yeah, I, I think it absolutely could. I think that the hard part is is that it's going to be hard to measure that because there's already been things that have happened this year that have already affected tourism to the United States. Uh, the travel ban that the Trump uh, government put out on, on, the, on the Muslim countries, um, various other things, just the Trump effect in general, you know, the numbers are, are starting to seep in now and you are seeing drops. You know, you hear about school groups not going. You hear about uh, tourists who've just decided... You know, they're not going to go because of Trump, or maybe they're not going to go because it's Canada 150 and they want to stay close to home. So, Or maybe because of the dollar. <laughs> or, or because of the, I mean, there's numerous reasons. So in theory, I sure, I think sure this could affect, but we'll never really, you know, it'll be hard to know because there's so many reasons now why people are thinking twice about going to the United States. This just may be added to the list. Uh, Dr. Lukacs, you alluded, you said don't give them an excuse. Of course, we've had a bunch of really high profile cases of past passengers being bumped from flights that they were that they've paid for and in some cases flights that they actually have already checked in for uh, do you think that you know being a, a titch touch late uh, do you think that's just going to give airlines another excuse to do that it should not legally give them an excuse but they may nevertheless try to use it to justify a situation when a flight is overbooked as far as i know and as far as i see the terms and conditions of the airlines have not changed, so they have no legal basis to deny you transportation if you do check in only one hour before the flight and as long as you are at the boarding gate 15 minutes before the flight. What you do have to bear in mind, though, is that the airline has no general obligation to wait for you if you get delayed at U.S. Customs or U.S. Immigration or some kind of additional U.S. security measures. So that is not something the airline controls, and they have no obligation whatsoever to wait for you if they are on time. Oh, yeah. Um, Lauren? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't... One would hope that they wouldn't do that, but, I mean, they could use it as an excuse. I mean, the one thing I would say about the, the, the sort of the news headlines we've been hearing about the, the bumping passengers, I mean, those are extreme cases. Um, one hopes it doesn't, doesn't happen a, a lot and that the, uh, the airlines wouldn't uh, abuse that. And we're talking about two different things here. We're talking about the airlines and we're talking about security. So they're not going to work in tandem to 
uh, you know, target someone, I should say. But Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'd have to disagree with you calling those bumping cases extreme cases. They're hardly extreme cases. Uh, I, I think it happens a lot. I've heard of many, many cases that aren't publicized, bumping people from flights. Uh, there was just this uh, also amusing, I find, foo with uh, right-wing uh, commentator Ann Coulter going nuts on Twitter because they changed her seat. Oh well, it's it, mostly it's got traction in the, in the states, but it's it's one of these uh, these I would say uh, you know making a mountain out of a molehill. But but uh, I think the the point of it is, I mean, she paid extra for an aisle seat, and they bumped her from the aisle seat. Uh, it, you know, the feeling is that you you pay your money, but it doesn't really entitle you. Uh, to very much, you haven't necess- You're not necessarily entitled to what you pay for when you get on a plane. No, for sure. And, and you know, I, I I didn't mean to under undersell the, the the bumping that happens. It certainly does. But you know, hopefully, uh, you know, in Canada, we're working on an air passenger bill of rights, which they've said is going to come out in uh, in early January. January first, twenty eighteen, is the aim. Uh, and hopefully, at least you'll know what you are entitled to, and it's going to be a little less subjective than it has been over the years here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Lukash, uh, what other advice would you give uh, passengers in the light of these new enhanced security measures? And, and one of the things I've always wondered about, I mean, it kind of depends on who you get. Sometimes I have to take my shoes off. Sometimes I don't have to take my shoes off. Sometimes they want my tablets separately in the thing. Sometimes they don't. Well, first, I must disagree with uh, Lauren with respect to the air passenger bill without rights. Uh, currently, what we see is an attempt by a liberal government to engage in smoke and mirrors. And uh, if you actually look between the lines, there are no specific rights conferred in the bill. And it delegates regulation-making powers to a body which is known to be in bed with industry, the Canadian Transportation Agency, and is known to have very, very serious issues about its integrity. So uh, I, I would really not hold my breath about their passenger bill of rights. The laws are already on the books, but they're not being enforced. Okay, let uh, me let me just give Lauren a, a, an opportunity to respond to that. I mean, those are that's a pretty se- serious charge. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, from my perspective, you're, you're right. There, I mean, right now the tariffs are sort of up to the airlines. There is a complaint body you can go to, and it's very wishy-washy, but. I guess I'm just a little bit more optimistic. I hope that the government is taking it seriously. They appear to take it seriously. They're um, asking the parties that be to go away and come back with, with actual stuff that can be enforced. So I'm just, I'd look at it more optimistically than that. Well, I could be proven wrong, but let's wait and hopefully I won't be. Okay. What I do know for a fact is that the only people who are being currently consulted are the airlines. So far, and based on affidavit evidence filed just a couple of weeks ago in the Supreme Court of Canada, the, there are already consultations happening with the industry, with IATA, but not with the passengers. In terms of what the current situation is, Baron, you may be forgetting that the Carriage by Air Act already contains a wealth of acts under Schedule 6, which is the Montreal Convention. People don't know about it, and those rights which are part of our law books are not being enforced. Right, but if they, if they get together and come up with new legislation, one would hope that will change. That's all. Why would you legislation if the old one is not being enforced and the old one already provides quite strong protection? 
That's, that's, that's really a question that nobody answered to me so far. We have all legislation which is not being enforced, where we do the, the complaint officer, for example, the Canadian Transportation Agency is a suspended lawyer who was suspended for misconduct, and people are being turned away with legitimate complaints, and uh, the enforcement actions have dropped to one quarter of the levels from two or three years ago. So there's complete lack of enforcement. There, why would you expect new rules to be enforced if the old rules are not being enforced? What is the logic there? Uh, well, uh, I think that uh, shining a light on these things hopefully will help. And the kind of uh, publicity that these cases have got, I, uh, I mean, don't you think that that will change things in and of itself? I personally hope so. But uh, again, we'll have to wait and see. But I think it does help. I think there's been a lot of uh, media on this in the last few months. And, and one hopes that people will get there. And, you know, I don't believe that it's going to whatever happens. Again, the enforcement is a separate thing. I don't think everyone's going to go, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I got bumped and I got X amount and this is perfect. To me, it's not a matter of will the amount or will the decisions ever be make everyone happy. They won't. But the issue has been consistency. And again, part of that is enforcement. And part of that is is not understanding or knowing or people who get bumped or whatever the case may be, they're, they don't know what they're entitled to because there's been nothing laid out. So at least there's a, a benchmark maybe that'll come out of this that you can use as a balance to fight for more. Um, okay. Uh, we are uh, starting to run out of time. Dr. Lukash, just uh, summarize what your advice to travelers are in the wake of these new security measures, and uh, especially uh, at the beginning. I would say that, first, be there at the airport well in advance. There's no harm, no significant harm in being there a little bit earlier than later. The second advice is always document your interaction with airline employees. If you have the slightest concern, take out your cell phone, start recording, start taking a video. Worst case scenario, you will just delete it because it's useless. There's nothing happening there. But don't expect airlines to act with integrity. Don't expect them to be honest. Expect that if there is a problem, people will try to make you look as someone who was causing a, a, scenario, a scene as a bad person, and you will have to protect yourself. Oh, okay, that's quite the indictment. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much. Lauren, what would you like? I'll give you the last word. Uh, well, I'll, I'll be a little bit more light. I'm, I'm a travel guy. Uh, I do actually enjoy the travel. So all I'll just say is, you know, just be aware of all the rules and regulations. Don't play with the times. Don't test it. You know, initially do your three hours if it's before 10 or two or two hours otherwise. Make sure that you're making life easy as you go through security. Adhere to the liquids rule. Adhere to, you know, wearing belts and, and shoes that come off easily. And then last but not least, the one thing I took about this is something that's now going to be in my carry-on all the time now, I think, is I'm going to carry a portable charger. Because the one thing is if you have an electronic device, it has to be able to be turned on. So if for some reason you have forgotten uh, and your battery's down, that's going to be a pain. So make a portable charger part of your permanent carry-on um, detail. And that is a very good piece of advice. I'm going to add mine. Think about taking the train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. 
Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.